beauty and skincare is always a hot topic around here, and today I want to tell you about a new product line I've discovered that I think you will like, Exponent Beauty. Listeners of the show will receive 20% off their purchase. More details on that in a minute. Exponent Beauty is a skincare brand with a line of activated anti-aging serums that are clinically proven to reduce fine lines and wrinkles. The beauty of Exponent Beauty is their innovative form factor. The powders are activated with a quadruple hyaluronic acid serum in their patented precision-dosed dispenser. The packaging is gorgeous, and the dispenser itself is refillable, so it has also reduced plastic waste. Exponent Beauty's line of serums can be found in med spas and spas and dermatologists' office around the country. The line is dermatologist-recommended and clinically proven to reduce those fine lines and wrinkles, and to increase brightness and radiance, and to firm skin without irritation. No more expired or underutilized products with Exponent Beauty, just high-quality skincare with ingredients that work. Go to ExponentBeauty.com and use code TELL20 for 20% off a purchase of $100 or more. That's Exponent, E-X-P-O-N-E-N-T, Beauty, B-E-A-U-T-Y.com and use code TELL20, T-E-L-L, the numbers two zero for 20% off your purchase of $100 or more. to tell you. And you have 10 things to tell. This show is about connection with each other and with ourselves. And the hope is that the things we talk about here will be fuel for better conversations and a personal awareness. This is an interactive podcast. Each episode has a prompt and a topic that I want you to take to your journal, text to your best friend, or answer on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. This is a show about digging deeper and sharing our stuff. I'll go first. Welcome to this important episode of the 10 things to tell you podcast. I originally recorded this one as a bonus episode because if you're a regular listener, you know that most of the main feed Tuesday shows are prompts and questions and conversation starters. And then the bonus episodes are often discussions with authors or about topics I really want to share, but that don't always fit in the framework of introspection or building connection which is what 10 Things to Tell You is all about. And there's some crossover, of course. There's some overlap between the main feed shows and the bonus episodes, but that's generally how I think about things and how I present this show to you. But after I recorded this conversation with Emily Lynn Paulson and Celeste Yvonne from the Sober Mom Squad, I realized that I feel pretty passionately about this topic of mommy juice culture in general, but especially as a coping mechanism in the pandemic and with 
the holidays upcoming. So I am presenting it to you here on our regular Tuesdays together. And I hope that no matter how you feel about this subject, drinking and sobriety, that you'll take something from this episode and maybe it will make you more mindful of your own habits around alcohol. And maybe this will give you something to share with someone who needs it. Of course, I do want to be transparent that I do drink. I am not sober. I do not think drinking is bad. I do not think sobriety is a must. However, I have had concerns for a while about how prevalent it is in our culture, particularly in motherhood culture, to equate drinking with surviving, with being a requirement to get through the day or through something hard or with fun even. You know, we see it online, all these mommy needs wine memes, and I've seen it in my own social circles. And then of course, I've even noticed it in myself, which we'll talk about more in the episode. What I'm hoping you'll hear in this conversation with Emily and Celeste is just an invitation to think about alcohol differently. And of course, if you'd like to know more or have a little bit of support, they share about the Sober Mom Squad, a group they founded this year. Emily Lynn Paulson is a writer, speaker, recovery coach, and the author of Highlight Reel, Finding Honesty and Recovery Beyond the Filtered Life. She is the founder of the Sober Mom Squad, and she recruited four fellow women to host along with her, including Celeste Yvonne. Celeste is also a writer, she's a marketing professional, and she's built an online platform using her honest, unfiltered parenting advice. The Sober Mom Squad is a virtual community created during the COVID-19 pandemic that hosts weekly free virtual meetings over Zoom to discuss all things motherhood, the trials of suddenly homeschooling, the new dynamics of home life, and doing it all without mommy juice. You can find out more by going to SoberMomSquad.com. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Emily and Celeste. I hope that you take something from it. And if prompted, I hope that you share it. Emily and Celeste, thank you so much for coming on to 10 Things to Tell You to talk about this really, really important topic. I am so glad to have you here today. I'm going to start with letting you share your stories a little bit, because I think they're relatable to so many women. And before we talk about the Sober Mom Squad as a whole, I kind of just want to hear a little bit about your own personal backstory. So Emily, if you could just go first and share with us a little bit about yourself, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, for sure. So I am a mom of five, and I was always the mom who looked like I had it all together. And what was beneath that was a growing drinking problem. And it was one that I really didn't even realize that I had. I can look back and see that alcohol was definitely a theme in my life, but it wasn't until I became a mom that it was so well hidden. Um, I used everything around me to justify my drinking, all the wine memes, all the funny kitschy t-shirts geared towards moms. And even, you know, probably a month or so before I got sober, I was still sharing those memes and and really trying to hang on to drinking. And I, I kept using the the reason, like I didn't come from a line of alcoholics, I I could stop. I mean, I stopped drinking five times, uh, you know, for nine months at a time for five pregnancies, 
So I just kept using all of these reasons to justify why I didn't have a problem until those things started happening. I got a DUI, I started to have consequences. And finally, it was when I had the conversation with my kids, um, when I had the DUI and I kind of had to talk to them about it, that I realized they had been seeing everything. This problem that I thought I'd been hiding so well. And it really, to me, was the most confronting factor that I thought, you know, oh my gosh, this, I've got to get off this train now. And, and so um, four years ago, I stopped drinking and, and uh, haven't looked back. Wow, that is so relatable. Did you have people in your life prior to the DUI that maybe said, "Mm, let's take it down a notch or like, do you think this is a thing? Or really, was it you were just really into mom culture? Because I'm in that too, where people just talk about how they're using wine to cope and it's a big joke and all of that kind of thing. Was there anyone in your life that sort of tapped you on the shoulder? Well, part of it, well, no, is the big answer, but part of the reason wasn't that people around me wouldn't have been concerned is that I was hiding how much I was drinking. It got to the point where when I did go out to happy hour, I might drink a lot, and but I would still be drinking before and I would have been drinking after. So it was, I was drinking more at home. I was drinking more secretively. So I was, ma- I was very sure to make sure that other people didn't think I had a problem. And I also started hanging out with people who drank as much or more than I did. I I kept escalating it. And um, I can see that looking back now that had people known how bad it was. And that was something people said once I got sober is like, gosh, I wish we would have known. Like, well, of course you didn't know. I didn't want you to know because I didn't want to quit. But I I did have friends along the way that I expressed concern. Like, do you think I drink too much? You know, I, gosh, I got the DUI. And there's always, there's always the people who are not wanting to, I guess, confront their own drinking. And so who will say, oh, gosh, you know, I've driven drunk before or, oh, I drink a lot after a really hard day. I was always looking for the reasons to keep going. I wasn't looking for the reasons to stop. Oh, yeah. I, I just I see so much of what you're saying, like just in mom culture, in my life, in my friend's life, like it's just it's so prevalent. I just so appreciate you speaking about this. Celeste, can I hear a little bit about your story, please? Yeah. So I have a pretty different story than Emily in that um, I grew up with an alcoholic father and I thought that that would help prepare me to not follow the same path. And I started creating these rules about what would distinguish me from an alcoholic, like no drinking before 5 p.m., don't drink and drive, uh, this, 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 you know, it was very black and white to me. Like if I can stay by these rules, I'm safe. I'm safe. Um, But what I started to realize, and it was especially after having kids was my hangovers were getting increasingly worse and parenting with a hangover was unmanageable. It was pretty much impossible. I would use the TV more and more to parents while I tried to work through these hangovers. And I started to realize that the best way to recover from a hangover was drinking again. And it became very cyclical to the point where um, I realized this was not going to stop. And I also saw my tolerance increasing to the point where an entire bottle of wine a night was not enough. That's the point where I realized this is going to go one of two ways. Like I need to stop or I will follow in my father's footsteps. 
And that was a very defining moment for me. And when I made the purposeful decision to quit drinking, so I wouldn't follow in those alcoholic footsteps, those same steps that I watched as a child. And I was angry and hurt that my father seemingly chose alcohol over his family. And I knew that I had to make this choice now because at some point it would no longer be a choice. The drink would drive me just like it did for my own father. And that was almost three years ago. And um, yeah, I haven't had a drink since. And there are absolutely no regrets. My children, um, my oldest was three at the time. And even then he noticed, he wanted, he didn't understand why when I finished a glass of wine, I would go for another one. He even said to me, mom, why do you need more? You just had one. Like even at three, it didn't make sense to him. And I realized that in 10 years time, when he starts to see this before his own eyes, maybe even at age 15 or 16, when these choices are going to be presented to him, how will he look at me as helping him make his own decisions? Will he look at me as someone who made good, smart choices? Or will he look at me as a hypocrite who says drinking's dangerous and it's unhealthy when he was raised on me drinking for his entire life. So I had some big choices to make and um, I chose sober and I'm so grateful I did because moderation was never ever gonna be a, a factor for me. I never wanted to stop at one and I knew that. With sunshine, outdoor activities, and so many fun things to do outside, it is impossible not to enjoy all of these good weather days up ahead. Of course, we all know that more sun and fun means more sweating, and yes, more odor. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi. Lumi is the first of its kind in the full-body deodorant world and is seriously safe to use on any and every part of your body. It was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how regular body odor was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. I especially love that Lumi deodorant is baking soda and paraben-free. It is also pH-balanced for safe use on all areas of your body. You can choose from a variety of fresh scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, and toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like a mini body wash or deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code U at lumideodorant.com. That equates to 40% off your starter pack when you visit Lumi, L-U-M-E, deodorant, D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T, Dot com and use code U, Y-O-U. It's not every day that you find a product that you truly love and want to shout about from the rooftops. Well, friends, I have found something that I am genuinely excited to share with you today, and that is Born Shoes. Born Shoes are made with the best top quality leather with functional stitching and flexibility. They are lightweight, but they're also supportive. They are great for all casual occasions, extremely comfortable, and especially good for travel. The brand recently gifted me a pair of the Ithaca style sandals. Of course, they are beautiful. The footbed has extra foam for added comfort and with a slight heel for lift. I am positive that I could walk all over London in this pair of shoes, just like I did in my Born Sandals last summer. 
Born Shoes offers sandals, flats, boots, and heels in several styles and color choices. Take comfort in Born Shoes. Every season, they make high-quality shoes that feel as good as they look. With artistic touches, unparalleled craftsmanship, and exquisite materials, Born designs shoes to satisfy the demands of every lifestyle. Go to bornshoes.com for a 15% discount plus free ground shipping on all full-price shoes when you use my promo code TELL. That's born, B-O-R-N, shoes, S-H-O-E-S, dot com, and use promo code TELL, T-E-L-L, for 15% off and free shipping, available exclusively to our listeners for a limited time. So many families deal with this, and so many people grow up with an alcoholic parent, Did you receive any messages along the way of like, you know, maybe when you were a teenager, like you mentioned your own child, but did you receive any messages that were sort of like, you should not even start drinking because you won't be able to stop because there is maybe a hereditary nature to this? Like, was that a factor early in the earlier part of your life before it became a problem? Was that sort of always in the back of your head or no? 100%. My mom always said, alcoholism runs in the family. Drinking is bad and drinking is dangerous. And don't you don't want to turn into your father. And for me, as the second child, that almost infuriated me. Like, don't, don't steal my fate for me. This is my choice. I have control over myself. You can't tell me what my life is going to look like. And you can't tell me what decisions need to be made. It's funny because it had the opposite effect on my older sister. She has never had a sip of alcohol in her life. So I think, you know, with the sibling structure, it will affect different personality types different, but to be told what I can and can't do as a teenager pushed me to want to drink all that much more. Interesting. I know I have friends like your sister who, you know, have a really hard stance on it. So it's very interesting to hear your take on it. Thank you for sharing all of that. Let's talk about this group that you both formed. I am so excited to hear about the Sober Mom Squad. Can you just tell me, you know, where it came from, where it grew out of, and and sort of what it looks like now? Yeah. So I was working as a uh, recovery coach and, you know, still am, uh, but working one-on-one with women. And the women I was working with were mostly those who were kind of on the more gray area of the spectrum where they'd have started to have some consequences. Maybe they'd had the DUI, maybe they'd gotten in trouble at work, maybe they were having health problems and really needed that one-on-one support. And when the pandemic hit, all of a sudden, I had all these women reaching out to me who were on kind of the other end of that huge gray area where they thought, gosh, I used to just socially drink or I thought I was a social drinker. And now I'm drinking all the time and I'm not being social or now my kids are asking me about the alcohol or now my kids are home all the time and they're seeing it and I'm really concerned about it or I can't stop. And so I was personally like, wow, I want to help these women. However, now all my kids are home and how can I help all these people with less time? And so I just put out there on Instagram, this is what I'm seeing. Who else is seeing this and what can we do? And Celeste was one of the first to respond saying, I'm seeing the same thing. I want to help too. And we had three other women respond and, and Celeste and I have never met in real life. In fact, none of the five of us have ever met in real life, but we've shared each other's work. We've, um, you know, chatted online before this point. And we're just like, let's, let's do something. What, what do we do? So we threw together just a weekly zoom meeting for anyone who's a mom, anyone who is 
sober curious, questioning their drinking at any stage. Maybe you've never drank before, but we're all dealing with the same things and, and let's just see what happens. And we just had a huge response. We had like 600 people sign up the first couple of weeks. Wow. Um, and it's just, yeah, just continue to grow and grow and grow. And so finally in September, uh, we expanded because we, we wanted to make sure we kept the meeting small. And so we expanded to a membership. So now we offer, you know, like 12 meetings a week right now. We keep adding them. We have other parenting content to help moms with homeschooling. So it's just kind of a one-stop shop that's really mom-focused without the pressure of the wine mom culture. Yeah, I I agree that in the f- spring when all this was sort of happening and it was scary and our kids were home and all of the things, it sort of was a joke at first, almost just like the mom wine memes are also a joke, but just like, oh my God, we're drinking every night to cope. And I, I participated in that sort of thinking it was funny the first like couple of weeks, but then as time goes on, you're like, actually, this is unhealthy. This does not feel good. You know, it's affecting my skin, my life, like all of these things. And I started to know it too. And my husband and I, my husband was also at home. We had been having cocktails every night, which we are not big at home drinkers. We mostly, you know, drink socially or at dinner out or something. And we both felt like, oh, we need to dial this way back because this is a slippery slope and we don't know how long we're in this situation. So let's talk about the pandemic in particular, because everything I just said, people are extra stressed. There's not much to look forward to sometimes in your day. And so maybe that's like what you're treating yourself with at the end of the day. Like there's all these ways you can justify drinking right now because of all these external outside factors. So just tell me a little bit about like what you're seeing from parents what, how we can, like, I don't know, other coping mechanisms, like how we can think about it, like sort of some mindset things instead of like, oh, we're all just going to drink because there's nothing else to do and nowhere else to turn. You know, I think when we first saw that this was going to be a big deal and this was going to have long-term ramifications, um, we, nobody was immune to seeing, you know, the quarantine memes, the I'm going to day drink while I homeschool my children memes. It started out lighthearted and then it just kept coming and coming and coming. And I think what we're hearing from other moms is, you know, I started with kind of a iffy relationship with alcohol and now I know full blown I'm in trouble. Like this is not helping the situation. This is making it worse. I'm seeing the negative impact on this and I'm not sure what to do about it. And one thing that I've kind of been telling myself as well as uh, the other moms in the Sober Mom Squad is um, we're setting the tone for our children and our family right now. We're setting the tone for what we do and how we cope during stressful situations and what I want my kids to see from this and experience from this time is how mom and dad cope when things get hard because things will get hard for them. How did mom and dad cope when things got hard? And that's how I want to influence them. I don't want to show them that when things get hard, mom just tries to numb out, which is something I would have done a couple years ago. And if I can't do this just for me, I'm going to do it for my family. Like I need to be strong for my family. I don't need to be more anxious than I already am. And drinking makes me more anxious. 
and I need to set the right tone. And that's what we do as moms. That's our job is we set the tone and my tone is going to be strong and it's going to be sober and my kids see it. And I think it reflects well that they aren't showing additional anxiety during this pandemic because they see their mom being strong, feeling strong and um, being assertive. And that's all we can do right now. We can't do a lot. We're home. And sometimes it really does feel like a lot of this is out of our control, but the way we set the tone is in our control. And if that's all we can do for our family right now, it's enough. It's going to have long-term influence, um, not just during this pandemic, but for our own children when they grow up and they've got to deal with hard things. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You know, we've all been in a global pandemic for nine plus months now, and we're also sliding into holiday season, which in any, you know, even in a more normal year is sometimes a trigger for people to have a lot of extra stress or family drama, or they put pressure on themselves for lots of things, financial stress, of course, like the holidays brings a lot of stuff. And then this year, of course, with the pandemic, lots of other sort of national factors, it's just sort of primed to be an unusual, I'll generously say, an unusual holiday season. And also, of course, holiday season comes with it, holiday parties, even if we're not having big gatherings this year because of the pandemic, it just, it seems like it's part of the festivities sometimes. Even if you're at home alone decorating your tree, you might, you know, hold up your wine or whatever. There's there's a lot of excuses to drink in the holiday season. So, you know, Emily, do you want to say anything about like, this seems like we're layering factor upon factor upon factor that just makes this more challenging? You know, what do you see in the Sober Mom Squad group now? Like what's sort of the talk around that? What do you suggest around that? Yeah, I think ultimately like talking about coping with, with what's going on, no matter what's going on. I think the pandemic, the holidays, anything that comes up is going to highlight how you're coping with things. And so if your normal life pre-pandemic was have a drink every couple of nights and that, you know, was like your thing and your stress level was kind of here, and then pandemic came and your stress level is here, if you were using alcohol to cope with that, your drinking is going to go up, right? And and so kind of the, the thing that always comes up is how do I fill in the blank if I'm not using alcohol? And just going to why you're using it in the first place. You know, I used it to numb out, to self-medicate, to, to check out, to escape. And definitely lower stress. And of course, science will tell you it does not lower stress. It lowers stress for like 20 minutes and then your anxiety comes back, you know, full force. And then you need more of it and need more of it. And you're on this vicious cycle. But my hope is during these holidays that the pandemic has kind of made our world a little bit smaller. You know, my hope is that we can kind of take a step back and say, gosh, what can I do without 
you know, we're not going to be able to go to, you know, all of the holiday festivities and go watch the Nutcracker and go do all those things that maybe at the heart of it were stressful in themselves, like trying to check all those boxes. And so my, my hope is always kind of to turn things around that let's, how can we make the best of this? Now, as far as drinking in the holidays, I do think the, the, you know, lack of holiday parties and stuff will help. But if you're ultimately attaching alcohol to fun, you're going to do it alone. If, if that's really what, what you've attached it to, you know, if you equate alcohol with enjoyment and with socializing, even if you're alone, that's what, how you're going to view it in your brain when you've got that drink in front of you. So I think the most important thing you can do is just ask, you know, before you reach for that glass, before you open that beer, just ask yourself, like, why am I drinking this? Like what, and not in a judgmental way, but what do I need right now? Because there is not one need on earth that requires alcohol. There's always a different answer, always. And not to judge whether you take that drink or not, you know, that's, that's up to you. But am I thirsty? Maybe, maybe I should get something else. Am I hungry? You know, I'll make myself a meal. Am I tired? Maybe I should go take a nap. Am I feeling stressed, you know, panicked about something? Maybe I need to go run around the block or get on the treadmill. Like there's always another answer. And, you know, we say all the time, like, it's not about being anti-drinking. It's just about finding more healthy coping mechanisms for the reasons why. So in the Sober Mom Squad membership, are you offering support, obviously, and education and sort of walking through a regular, you know, coping mechanisms that, but you're doing it as a group. I love that. How do you know if you're a listener hearing this conversation, sort of the tipping point between, yes, I need a group like this. I need some support or maybe something on a really deep level of, I need a professional intervention. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm thinking about someone who might be listening to this and some bells are ringing in their mind for themselves or for a loved one. Like, is there a delineation there or what would you say? Well, I would say that even the most rock bottom you know, self-described alcoholic, which I consider myself an alcoholic. I consider myself a rock bottom alcoholic. There was a very, very long gray area to get there. You know, from the first drink, I was on my way. And so it's never wrong to question your use of a drug. It's never wrong. Whether it's a problem or not really isn't the question is, do you want to find out more about it? And we have tons of women who show up who just want to kind of lurk in the background and listen and find out more about how maybe this could potentially benefit their life. Cause it's not necessarily, a, is it bad enough yet? It's really like, is it as good as it could be? Okay. Where can the listeners find the sober mom squad? Where can they find you on social media and just uh, sort of tell us where they can go after this. And I listeners, I will tag them everywhere. So you will be able to find them, but I just want you to share where they can go to find out more, to get this kind of support. Yeah, for sure. So www.sobermomsquad.com. And that'll have all the information about our membership. And we also have a free meeting and a free Facebook group. And that's open to anyone. And if you're a mom, you know, bonus mom, stepmom, bereaved mom, anything, if you are thinking about having kids, I mean, you are welcome. And if you're at any stage of questioning your drinking or just wondering what it looks like to um, live a sober life, uh, we would love to have you. Yeah, we, we have, um, followers from all different levels, from people who 
are just supportive of the sober community to people questioning their own drinking and wondering if they have a drinking problem or just gray area drinkers who know that they can stop at one, um, but they just are wondering if alcohol is serving them. So we really see moms at every level um, in our community. And um, we love that because it really adds so much substance to our conversations because we can really hone in on, on different topics with so many different voices. And it's just a really great supportive group that has helped so many. Um, and I'm really proud to be part of it. I loved this conversation so much, ladies. I think this is such an important topic. I've never been totally sure how to broach it you know, on the show or online. So this is just a wonderful way to talk about it. I really appreciate what you're doing. I know that it is so helpful for so many women. I can't wait to direct women to Sober Mom Squad. So thank you for being on 10 Things to Tell You. This has really, really been a good conversation. Thank you, Laura. And you've just listened to the 10 Things to Tell You podcast. You can find the show notes and subscribe to episode emails at 10thingstotellyou.com slash podcast. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at 10 Things to Tell You. Remember, this is an interactive podcast. I have 10 things to tell you, and you have 10 things to tell. So take this topic to your journal or a friend or post on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. These episodes are meant to bring connection with others and ourselves and spark better conversations. Thanks for listening. Now go share something.